When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Profoundly Pointless. My name is Nick Vinzant. Coming up in this episode, professional balancing and rooms. I do wheelbarrows, like I said, ladders. Uh, the heaviest things are tables get pretty heavy. All that attention that was on these awesome 10 people all of a sudden is on me. And to hear that roar of the crowd and the excitement, I something that's indescribable. I, I absolutely love it. It's addicting, you might say. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, subscribe, leave us a rating or a review. We really appreciate it. It really helps us out. If you're a new listener, welcome to the show. If you're a longtime listener, thank you so much for all of your support. So I am fascinated by our first guest story because he has developed a unique talent that he didn't really know that he had and that no one else really seems to have. This is professional chin balancer, Kevin Shiflett. So how did you get started in this? I've actually been chin balancing since I was 10 years old. And I started actually witnessing it. I, My family and I, we went to the circus. And there was a clown there that was balancing various items. And... Being inspired by that, my brother and I both, while we were doing our chores, we tried to balance a broom on our chins, and my brother couldn't keep it up, but mine stayed up there, so it was something that came pretty naturally. And then growing up, I just kept with it, and people would challenge me, try this, try that. And obviously, as I got older and stronger, I could do bigger and better things, and I would do it um, for talent shows and church events and things like that, but professionally i've been doing it since 2015 i had a contest i happened to be living in utah at the time i am from arizona but i was in utah and they had a the jazz were doing a halftime talent search like a talent show contest and i applied and made it through the ranks got the votes and won and was able to perform my first nba halftime show and then from there i've been able to travel all over so this is a this is a full time living, or how close to a full time living would you say it is? Uh, it's not my full time. I don't know if I ever see it becoming a full time. I have a family, so trying to balance no pun intended, but um, work life balance, trying to keep everything in order. Um, if I was doing it full time, I'd be on the road all the time and wouldn't be able to be with my family. But if you let's say that you you didn't have a family, didn't have those kind of considerations. Is the money good enough that like, oh, you could, there's money in chin, in chin balancing. Yeah. If it was, if it was just me, then yeah, I would definitely consider making it a full-time job going around and seeing different parts of the country, meeting and working with a bunch of different fun people. I would definitely consider it. So, okay. Just to kind of finish, I guess, in this kind of line of questioning, so to speak, right? Like for a performance or for whatever, how much money do you, do you get for that? Yeah, it varies between um, by team and by event. Um, you know, any event could bring in anywhere between a thousand to five thousand dollars. It kind of depends on what's going on and where it is, and um, travel costs. And but thousand to five thousand—that's big range. That's a, but that's a pretty good amount of money. I thought that you were going to say like hundreds. So when you were starting out, right? Like when you were ten years old, I think you mentioned. Yeah. Did you ever think like I'm gonna someday, someday? Not, not once. I was content with being the the winner of the talent show, <laughs> nothing um, just in the church talent shows, things like that. But um, I am forever grateful to my friend. He happened to be at the jazz game and caught the little snippet of the broadcast on the jumbotron saying, 
we're looking for halftime acts or halftime talent search contests and he immediately as soon as he saw it texted me Kevin 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 you gotta do this if it wasn't for him I wouldn't even even probably known about it and wouldn't have applied and wouldn't be where I'm at today so like what's the secret to chin balancing I guess people ask that like how can I do it and it is something like I said it did come naturally to me I I picked it up and it it's I just make it work, but essentially anything that I'm balancing, kind of like a broom, straight objects are the easiest, and if you're balancing something on your hand, you're watching the top, and as it leans to the right, you move your hand to the right, just keeping that straight, and so whatever I'm doing, whether it's a wheelbarrow or ladder or chair, basically I'm imagining, and quickly my body is able to do it, just sense that broomstick, you might say, going down the middle of the object, and keep that broom straight. So if you can get it up there, and that's my thing. If I can lift it, I can balance it. So as soon as I get it up there, I'm able to real quickly feel that center of balance and keep that broomstick straight and then go from there. So as long as you can lift it and you can balance it or put it on your chin, just my advice is keep the broomstick straight. <laughs> you got it. Okay, but is there something like, right, because we're doing this through Zoom and you can't completely see people, right? But is there something like unique about your chin? Like, I've got this flat chin that, like, another chin balancer would look at your chin and be like, that guy's going to be a star. He's got the chin for it. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. Before a, a performance, I go, right now I have a little bit of a beard, but I, I don't shave for about three days, so I have enough sandpaper on my chin so that nothing slips off um but i growing up i actually did apply back in the day when uh, jay leno was on tv i tried to be on do the stupid human tricks kind of segment and trying to focus on the chin because he he was known for his chin um but as far as actually anything specific about my chin that makes me do it i i don't i don't think so but uh, maybe so Okay, let me. I'm gonna try this, right? So I've got my phone. Like, if okay. I was gonna balance this, I would, how would I do this? It, yep, just like that. Yep. But you it's can't kinda, move with it, right? That's the trick. So I, I move slightly, um, especially smaller things. If it's, um, I move slightly, especially if bigger things. I might move my feet a little bit just to get that to get the feel. And then once I'm, I got it I, I stay there but in shows i'll turn around too so once i get feel that quick spot then i i do start to move just to in an arena setting you want to kind of show the whole audience what you're doing so i just do a full circle things like that so where do you need kind of the strength right like do you have to do neck exercises back like i mean a wheelbarrow is not a light thing right I don't yeah, think that I, when I don't think that evolution designed us specifically to for this talent. Like, what do you got to do to kind of build that up? Well, I definitely, I chew gum, keep my jaw good. I go to a chiropractor to make sure my neck and back are all worked out. Um, I think growing as I grow older, I'm sure that's going to be the first thing that goes is probably my neck and my back. But um, I, keeping keeping that nice and strong is always good for me. Now, how much will you practice? I, people ask, how much do you practice? My practice, like, it does come naturally. So if there's a new object, somebody says, try this, I'll, I'll do that. My practice, I don't run through my whole routine unless I'm, like, getting for ready for a game. So my practice is, mainly comes from, hey, try this, or I'm walking through the store, <laughs> Home Depot, Lowe's, something hey, that's cool, and I, I grab it. My wife sometimes is like, oh, what is he doing? But my practice just comes in the everyday just um, trying new things. So you're just walking through Home Depot, Depot balancing like random shit on your chin? <laughs> yeah, not, not sponsored. It would be cool, but it would, um, yeah, I would just walk through and wherever I'm at, like especially something that looks unique, uh, then I, I try it Yeah, all the time. Now, is when you try something like that, right? Is it more success or more failure? More success. I I have, and knock on wood, I have never dropped anything, whether in a performance or in a store. It's 
it's always fun, especially like Home Depot, they have the really high roof. So like if, if it's something that's taller, I don't have to worry about hitting anything either. But yeah, nothing's ever, no mishaps. I don't know if this is necessarily a question, but I'm always fascinated by this kind of stuff. Like what if somebody just has a complete, hidden, unique talent and they just never discover? Like would you ever thought that I can balance things on my chin like nobody could believe? It, 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 I love talking to people that I haven't seen in a long time because they, they, just like me, I, they think the same way. Like, I would have never thought that little, you know, eight year old Kevin would turn into what he's doing today. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, it's had a testament to me to always try new things and just be your best and try to develop your own talents. How crazy, man. Okay, so if like the the quote-unquote business of halftime performing, right? Like how do you go about getting things? Do they come to you? Do you have to like hustle? Like how does this kind of all work? It goes both ways. So since I started with the jazz, um, people reach out to me and networking has been great. Uh, as you get to know more people throughout the industry, then – you get invited to their to their teams or to do different events. I I'm actually wearing a shirt this year. I was honored to perform during the All Star Weekend up in Salt Lake, and so it's fun to do one team. But at the All Star Weekend for the NBA, it's kind of the Super Bowl in a way that all the different teams are there, the different representatives. It's great to see my old friends from all these different teams, but then meet a lot of new people. And so as you meet new people and they see and get to know you, then they invite you to come and, and perform. How many other chin balancers are there? Well, anybody who picks up something and tries to balance is a chin balancer, right? <laughs> but I'm not sure, but I consider myself, there may be other chin balancers, that, but I consider myself the chin balancer. The chin balancer, right? Like you, you don't personally know of anybody else who's... I, I know people who um, try it, but for me personally, I... No, I don't know anybody personally. Isn't that crazy, man? Now, can you balance other things? Like, do you have a good balance outside of that? Or is it like, nope, it's the chin or it's nothing? Yeah, on my face, I can do various things depending on the weight. I can put it on different parts of my face or my hand or my foot even. What's the hardest part of the body to balance something on? Is the chin easier than other places? I mean, I would think the hands are obviously the easiest, right? Like your dexterity. For me, the chin is probably... the the easiest because I I, def, I don't think I could do a wheelbarrow on my hand. I think that's where the neck and the back do allow me to do the heavier things because holding out a wheelbarrow in my hand wouldn't work as well as I can sustain the weight on my body. I guess weight distribution. I'm I'm not a scientist or, uh, but somehow it all works together. <laughs> Does it hurt? It's got to hurt, right? Like a wheelbarrow on your chin. That's got to hurt a little bit. It it depends on the I balance it on the handle, so it depends on the shape of the handle. But in general, unless it's an object that's sharp, it's not so much my back or anything that hurts. It's it's actually my skin, just what's jabbing into me. But afterwards, you know, I I always travel with a a roller where I stretch out my back and get so I'm all loose before and after a performance. What's that like when you go out there, man, in the middle? Because, right, like halftime, there's a lot of people there. What's that kind of like for you? I, I wish I could put it into words how awesome it is. But to for an NBA game, for example, you have five players on each team, and they're all-stars. They're awesome basketball players. So ten people that everyone is watching. And then it goes to halftime, and all that attention that was on these awesome ten people all of a sudden it's on me. And to hear that roar of the crowd and the excitement, I in, in a performance I like to start with smaller items and I work my way up. And to hear the the roar of the crowd and is something that's indescribable. I, I absolutely love it. It's addicting, you might say. Now, though, are they really wanting to see you balance it or are they kind of wanting to see it fall? That is, again, I, I have never dropped anything and I do not want to be on the sports center and not top 10. So, it's that you probably they're like, what? can he do it? Can he do it? There's definitely that suspense. I hope, and I hope I bring that. My goal is to bring that memory to them, to bring a, that moment that they're there to enjoy the time and 
And part of that is that suspense of thinking like, oh, what's, what's next? Is he really going to do that? He can do that. Yeah, I was watching some of your videos and I was definitely like, okay, you're doing a pencil. You're doing this. All right. You can't do that. Yeah, and that's exactly what I, I aim to bring to someone, kind of divert their attention, like, oh, yeah, oh, it's a small, oh, what? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> to really help bring it to the individual person. Are you ready for some harder slash listener submitted, submitted questions? Let's Let's do it. Hardest thing to balance? The hardest thing to balance is my checkbook. Oh, oh, there you go. Oh, there you <laughs> for, go. For the younger listeners, they, what's a checkbook? No. Right, uh, <laughs> right. Um, I do wheelbarrows, like I said, ladders. Uh, the heaviest things are tables get pretty heavy. A particular table that I really like to balance is by a company called Mighty Light. Um, and again, no um, promotion, but although it's called Mighty Light, they're not light. Um, so... Some of the, although, as you say, what's the hardest? One of the hardest things, as I think about it, is actually a wheelchair. Wheelchairs are pretty heavy, not he or heavy, but they're just unique. You have a lot of moving parts, and it, so probably if I had to say what is the hardest thing, I'd probably say wheelchair. How much does a table weigh? I I do all sizes of tables, but the typical table that I do is an eight foot table, and it's probably thirty to forty pounds. I, would guess I'm. I haven't weighed it. That just doesn't seem like it's a good idea for your body, to be honest with you, man. Well, yeah. Tell I know. Tell that to the fifty-year-old Kevin in a few years, but yeah. How are you going to explain that to the doctor, right? Like I could just imagine, like, what do you do here? Well, balancing tables on my chin. Well, I have an awesome chiropractor, and if I go in for a massage, like I, I show him a picture. This is why I'm here. I need you to go as deep as you can. And work me out. Um, easiest thing, and then surprisingly easy thing. Like, oh, this is the easiest, and this thing is like, oh, that was actually much easier than I thought it would be. The easiest things are anything straight, and so like a a shovel. And when I balance things, the heavy part is up on the top. So a shovel, the the actual shovel part is up on the top, and I'm able to control it easier. Surprisingly easy is a wheelbarrow. I there, it has a good solid point from the the handle, and I'm able to keep it up. Wheelbarrows are probably my favorite thing to balance as well. What's the longest you've ever done something for? Right, like are we talking like you get it on there for a couple of seconds, or how long can you do something? In a show, I only go about ten seconds. I could go much longer, but I'm trying to get through everything. Uh, I have there's a a YouTuber. His name is Josh Horton, and I was on his show one time, and we did a, an unrecorded Guinness World Record of balancing a, a ladder on my chin, and I, I did break the record. I do need to figure out exactly how long I could do it, but I, I can't go for quite a long time. But when it comes, like I said, to a show, it's just a few seconds, depending on timing, too. If I'm toward the end, I'm trying to get through everything as well. What's kind of like, okay, what's something that you've been like, someday, I'm going to work my way up to this? I, I'm always, if you're listeners, if anybody has any ideas, I'm always looking for ideas. And as long as I can lift it, I can balance it. So there's nothing that comes right to mind saying, oh, I want to work my way up to that. It just, as people send me things, I, I'm always willing to try. And I'd be more than willing to, to take their suggestions. Now, okay. Are you the greatest chin balancer of all time? I know so, yes. I believe and know. Is there anybody else that was like known for being a good chin balancer? Or are you the best chin balancer because nobody else is doing it? Well, the, the clown that I saw at the circus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I, I'm not certain, but I think it was a John Weiss um, who was that clown. And so he, he's kind of the one that I consider who inspired me. To, to do that so yeah i've seen other there's different videos i guess going back to your question of uh, other chin balancers i've seen um videos of people on cruise ships and there's different circus acts uh where there are people that that balance things in fact actually in speaking of circus in high school we have the different voting 
oh, who's going to be the most successful and who's going to do this? And who's gonna... I was voted most likely to join the circus in, in high school. So. Was this before people knew you were a chin balancer or was this bef- after, though? Oh, this was it, – it, I did it growing up, so everybody knew I balanced. In the yearbook, I actually was balancing a wheelbarrow. And what really stuck about that picture is base-wise, they had everything, you know, um, most likely to do this and most best dressed, all these different things. And so they had my picture, and it was cut off, so the wheelbarrow didn't show the, the top. And everybody knew that I balanced different things, and but everyone, and that's the page I would turn to to sign for the yearbook. But because it was cut off, everyone's like, oh, it's fake. Like, nobody believed it. it was, like, it's real, I promise. But it was just cropped. <laughs> um, Man, that's pretty much all the questions that I got, right? They're all kind of basically along those lines. But what's kind of coming up next for you? How can people get a hold of you? That kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I have my first, actually in June, we're now June 1st, June 24th, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh for the River Hounds. It's a soccer team there. I've never done a soccer game, so I'm excited to do that. Um, then right now it's the WNBA season, so I have a few things in the work for, for that. And then October starts back up the in the NBA season. Right now it's the, uh, during the close of the NBA season, I've been able to do Several playoff games right now. The finals are starting today as well. Um, but, yeah, I keep everything up to date on my social media so everyone can find me just at Chin Balancer, and that's on, on everything, just at Chin Balancer. Now, like how many shows will you do a year on average? This year has been my busiest. So I did about 20, 22 shows since October, roughly two to three a month is where it works out but again with my family i and i have church duties as well and so trying to keep everything balances the the key that's i could see that man like if you were doing a lot of shows that could be a solid living right like you're not living in a mansion but like that's not now is there a shelf life right like i've only got i can only do this I'm not looking for. I, I'm not even imagining when it's going to end. But I know that they're they're just like any performer. I think there's that time where opportunity costs and body costs on when it would end. But right now I'm, I'm loving it and love. For example, my kids they were finishing up their school years here in Arizona. We end in May, and so I got to go to their schools and perform d- during assemblies and so. Nothing beats it. So I'm gonna as long as I can do it, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I had a question okay, but wait a minute. And something that I noticed and I wanted to ask you, this could be controversial in the chin balancing community. Is facial is facial hair cheating? I can do it without it, but like I said, it it, it helps me have that friction. So I, I didn't if for me personally it's about three days where I can just it's just enough where it keeps everything from slipping if i'm clean shaven i can still do it but there's a more chance that it could slip off and i don't want that um trying to think i do uh, kind of a cool thing that happened to me um so in in sharing my talent I and I it's still mind boggling to think about this, but there's a a bobblehead. It's called the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum, and they reached out to me after a performance and said, "We saw your performance." And they're based in Milwaukee, so I was performing for the Bucks, and I got this email. We'd love to make a bobblehead of you, and I thought, what? Like it, I thought it was fake. It, in all honesty, I'm like I just can't be. But it was real, and th- they went ahead and designed a, a chin balancer bobblehead. So, like you said, I, there may be other chin balancers, and but in the chin balancing community, there's only one bobblehead. It's actually it's available for purchase. I the proceeds from it actually go to an organization that a friend of mine runs on ALS Research. I want to thank Kevin so much for joining us. If you want to connect with him, we have a link to him on our social media sites. 
were profoundly pointless on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. And we have also included his information in the episode description. If you want to see him balance some of this stuff, and it is one thing to kind of hear about balancing a wheelbarrow or a ladder. It's another thing to see it. Our YouTube version of this episode will be live on June 8th at 4.30 Pacific. So real quick, I want to tell you about a special offer from one of our sponsors, one where you can get 16 free meals plus free shipping from HelloFresh. If you're not familiar with HelloFresh, you can get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. And that, to me, is the best part because I really, really dislike figuring out what's for dinner. And HelloFresh delivers mouth-watering, chef-crafted recipes, and fresh ingredients to your door so that you can spend your time doing something else, doing what you really want to be doing. And right now, HelloFresh is offering a special offer. All you have to do is go to HelloFresh.com slash Pointless16. We'll put a link in the episode description. And then use code Pointless16 to get 16 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash Pointless16. And use code Pointless16 to get 16 free meals for free and find out why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Okay, now let's bring in John Shaw and get to the pointless part of the show. What part of your life do you find the most difficult to balance? Ooh, definitely the work-life balance. Because you feel like you stay at work too long, you do too much, or you just don't want to be work, or you just don't want to be working in general. I'm, I'm going to say it's because I have a job that's twenty-four-seven, but at the same point, a lot of it's my fault because I haven't created those boundaries. But do you actually know anybody? And f- super like famous jobs don't count, right? Like athletes or celebrities or stuff like that. That doesn't count. But do you know anybody who you would say like they really, really like their job? Like if it was for free, they would still go and do it. I mean, my wife says she does, but uh, you know, I, I I beg, I beg if she's actually telling the truth or not. Um, I don't even uh, here's the thing. I don't know if people work because they I like athletes. I'm not even sure that LeBron James even loves playing basketball anymore. I think that work is something that as a as a culture we've made too important sometimes. But do you okay, but put a percentage on it. How many people do you think actually like their jobs? Really like it and would do it if they were completely financially set. I mean I'm I'm, I'm going to say probably 15 to 25%. I think there's a quarter of the population that actually like what they do. And if, if they were financially set would still do it regardless of, of being financially set. I think they would still do the job. I'm going to go ahead and say two to 5%. I think it's way lower than that. I I, I think, I think you're not accounting for all the people who feel like work is their purpose. And I'm, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but there's a lot of people I feel who, you know, maybe they don't have great home lives or maybe, you know, maybe they just feel fulfilled. I would go no higher than 10%. 10% is my max limit. Definitely 25 is, is the higher, the high end for me. I, if, if you had to ask me to give a pinpoint accuracy or a pinpoint statistical number, I would say uh, 19.6%. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's, let's do some shout out. We're just, we're moving on here, huh? Uh, let's see. We'll start with Patrick Newman. Aiden Lovelace, Max Giroux, Lester Rodriguez, Derek Jacob, Logan Searong, Matt Sardinia, Benjamin Waits, Jake Forsher, and Brendan Murphy. Congratulations. You get the gold stars. I think you're getting a little bit better. I think you're getting a little bit better. I compliment you. Thanks. Definitely. I mean, do you feel like well, how how much effort do you feel like you put into pronouncing those names correctly on a scale of one to ten? Well, so when, when I when I write them on the list on an email that I send to Nick, usually every every afternoon or morning or whatever before we record, I say them out loud to make sure we're not I'm not getting fooled, right? 
because you know people can be pretty creative sometimes with their with their languages. So uh, I oh, that's smart. I usually that's smart. I usually say them out loud, and then uh, and then you know throughout the day um, I might be looking at my emails and I just go through them again, but at least once for sure before I say them because I don't want to. There's a pretty famous viral video clip of a of a podcaster, uh, you know, kind of getting duped and saying something that uh, you know they they shouldn't have, and uh, I don't think they're podcasting anymore. So I don't I don't want to accidentally walk into that. So I make sure that I don't I don't do that. Good, good. You know, like doing your research is important. I'd like to just jump right in and see how things go, though. <laughs> That's always been you, um, man. Always save save tomorrow's worries for tomorrow. All right, got a couple of uh, bangers for you. Uh, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm really hoping that you give the other answer. And that is, uh, are you a big box store guy, or are you doing everything online nowadays? What's a box store exactly? Like Walmart. I don't know what it like is. Like a Walmart. Um, I'm trying to think of what's out by you. Like for me, it'd be a Meyer, Something where you literally have to go into the store to purchase something, not order it online. The only store that I'm going into is Costco, and I am a married man. And as part of marriage, I think is an excellent delegation, right? There's certain things that I take care of. There's certain things that my wife takes care of. I don't know anything about what we buy, how much we spend on. Well, I know how much we spend. That's what I know. But like <laughs> when we're buying groceries, what we're getting, what we need to go for the house. We're going on vacation soon. I don't even know when it is, where we're going, how we're getting there. She's going to tell me, like, the day before, I'm going to do some laundry, throw it in a bag, and there we go. There. And you're, like, I, I, don't, I don't pay any attention to it. I don't know where we're going. I don't know when we're leaving. I don't know where we're staying. And you're going to no wear the same clothes, have the same haircut, be the same Nick right. from a decade ago. Exactly. I'm just going <laughs> to – I just exist. There are certain things that I pay absolutely no attention to, and that's one of them. And it works out it, – like, every couple, you got to find what works for you, man. So this is more of a question than necessarily a uh, if or that. Uh, but what is the best dipping? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! What was the what? What's wrong with box stores? Are you trying to go to like individual locally owned businesses to find soaps and various different things? <laughs> like, what's your deal with box stores? No, I'm just finding it to be. I'm I'm hitting that point in my life, I guess, or or point in life, to where I'm I'm finding it easier to go. Man, I need toilet paper. I can go to Costco or I can go to Meyer or I can just order it off of Amazon and it'll be here sometimes like by six o'clock that night. And it's the same price, if not cheaper. You know that they invented that back in like 2020, man. Everybody's been doing that for three years. Why are you just now getting on this board? Well, boat? I, I, I probably am a few years behind. Whatever trend is out there right now, I won't learn of it for at least three years. Do you not learn of it or are you stubborn? Because it's been my experience that you're stubborn, right? Like we went 100 episodes before you finally said, okay, I'm going to get a microphone. Yeah, it's probably stubbornness. It's stubbornness, right? And you shoot yourself in the foot. You're making your life more complicated. You say you don't have a good work-life balance. Maybe that's because you refuse to just order toilet paper online and you got to go to the store and look around for it for hours. Stop being so stubborn. See, see, you sound like my wife. You and her should go out and have drinks or something and leave me alone. I don't understand why people don't listen to other people. Other people are excellent, especially people that know you a little bit, are excellent at looking at the things that you're doing and being like, you could probably do this. But people refuse to listen to them. Listen to the people around you, man. They have some good advice. Well, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to any advice you give me. Right. Not going to listen to it. So you're going to spend your days until 2028. Like, oh, I got to go, go drive over to Walmart. Well, you could just order that online. Nope, not going to do it. I will say this, that you are correct in one, one statement you said there is that you you don't listen to the people that probably know you the best. Right. You don't want to listen, man. And I think that maybe we could take spend some time and do some like psychotherapy here. Like, why don't you want to uh, listen, John? I mean, are you afraid people might have the truth? Are you afraid to trust people? What's the issue? I mean, we probably have had a psychotherapy guest on here at some point, I'm sure. I think we did. I don't I don't think we have actually, but that might be somebody. We had a therapist on here. Her name was Lisa something. She's actually very helpful. Uh, did you figure it out? Are you going to answer the question? Like, why don't you listen to people? I th I, I think because I'm the kind of person, and, and this doesn't make any sense. Uh, I got I to gotta do it. I got to experience it. You know what I mean? If you tell me to, 
you know, that if I jump off the mountain, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break my arm. Well, I don't think I'm going to break my arm. So I'm going to jump off the mountain and give it a, give it a try. And uh, I'll break probably both my arms. Okay. Well, it seems to be working out well. <laughs> you know, what? can I, can I say, can I tell a story? I got to tell a story real fast because tell a story, tell a story, tell a story. I went all day today without telling the story to a single soul. And I actually should be hailed a hero for this. Okay. So over the weekend, um, we're, we're making friends with another couple in our neighborhood, and they have a, a young child my older daughter's age, so about four or five years old. We're, okay. We're over at their house, and we're, we're, you know, we're hanging out. It's like midday, and there's a kiddie pool, probably, I don't know, probably three feet high, whatever. And there's some little kids around, obviously, that my, our oldest and, and our youngest. Mine, my youngest doesn't like water, so she doesn't, she doesn't go near it. But they have an 18-month-old, right? So we're uh, their mom and us are sitting there talking. The dad's inside cooking some food. I see the 18-month-old run towards the kiddie pool. Next day, I know the 18-month-old is in the kiddie pool. Kind of as soon as I see the arms start to flail, I go, "Can can your 18-month-old swim?" And I don't think I've ever seen someone react as critically and as uh, hysterically as as her mother did. But she was only in the water for maybe five or six seconds. But I'm going to go on record and say that I saved that baby's life from drowning. Um, you probably did. I'm going to go on record and saying that normal human decency is not something that you should try to take credit for or act like you're a hero for. Like, hey, I saw an 18-month-old and told, and prevented them from drowning. You should have. I, I'm just saying. I did. I uh, like. Were you just gonna watch? I, I have to tell you. I, like, oh, it don't look like it's smooth swimming. It, I mean, it's good. It's great. It, it was but, kind of for two reasons. One that reason and two i have never been in in a situation like that where and i guess i'm gonna get serious for half a second but i mean it could have been real bad real fast and i've i mean you know it's just dr- drowning and i mean it, it can happen in the blink of an eye and I, i've never really been privy to that um it was it was qu- kind of scary uh thinking about it afterwards but everything turned out okay the night continued the baby was fine but could have been way way worse yeah, I don't. I feel like you probably shouldn't have even asked and just went after the child. Although I used to be a lifeguard, and I would say one thing you learn is like you don't fuck around with water. Like there's no second chances. <laughs> the fact that you were a lifeguard scares me. And I, you know, I, I wasn't sure because you know this was our first time interacting with with this couple, and I didn't want to just jump up, uh, especially if the child was just you know maybe fell or something and could swim. I didn't want to overreact and you know them think that I was the you know the overreactive parent. But regardless, it all worked out fine. Uh, baby, baby was fine. Everything was good. But I mean, it you know, keep, keep an eye on your children. A lot of people drown, man. It's the summer. You gotta be careful around water. Yeah, you, yeah. It's not uh, there. That's my uh, that's my tip of the tip of the month. Heading in, heading in, you know, into the, our June our June episodes here. Just be careful around water. Do you want to start a new segment real quick? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Do I want to start a new segment? It's called okay. It's called celebrity death, and see if you can pinpoint what year this celebrity died. Okay, Barry White. What year do you think Barry White died? Oh God, man! Um, Take your guess. I'm bringing this up because my wife and I, while high, were playing this game, like just thinking of it, and she was incredible at it. Like she could get it to the month and year. I mean, Barry White. Um, I, but don't look it up. I'm not looking it up. Uh, I mean, I, okay, give me a guess. I, I uh 2018 2003 how I, I mean I I almost said to 2000 like 2021 or something like maybe he died during the pandemic but 2003 that's a oof. yeah that was you were nowhere close okay all right let's let's move on <laughs> was, was that it was just one of them just one celebrity we're death? just gonna do one to see if you can guess how close to the celebrity the year celebrity death all right uh well uh let's see my second question for you is uh is cheese the best kind of dipping sauce is, is it hands down just the best yeah it is okay. ultimately no matter what it's ultimately cheese and you can have variations but if i had a choice between other things and cheese cheese is ultimately the best yeah cheese is yeah okay fair enough somebody tried telling me that ranch was better than cheese and uh not even close no. It's a stupid statement. You should have immediately slapped that person. 
right? Like there's some things that people say that just you got to check them. And saying that ranch is better than cheese is a foolish statement. You may like ranch more than cheese, but you can't say that overall ranch is better than cheese because it's it's just not. You're not putting ranch on chips, especially like tortilla chips. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not doing that. Exactly. That person's an idiot. Who was it? All right. Melissa, he called you an idiot. She can't hear what I just said, so that's good. Uh, hopefully, we edit that part of the podcast. Uh, let's see. Nope. Uh, so every week, uh, I, I know, Nick, you pitch to follow us, like us, all that stuff, but uh, we do put up a little poll on our Twitter, uh, Profoundly Pointless, obviously, um, where we list four things off, and then uh, y'all pick them, pick what we talk about out of the four topics. So here are the topics today, uh, or for this poll. Uh, across the Spider-Verse was released a couple of days ago. Apparently, it's better than the rest of them, the animated, uh, you know, live... Uh, Stop live Spider-Man movies. Those movies are actually pretty good. Haven't seen one of them, and I'm not sure I ever will. Pretty solid. Good movie. Good soundtrack. Uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary that uh, is coming out on Netflix, uh, where apparently he reveals all and you know, kind of gets, gives his side of the story officially on everything he's been through in his life. And he has kind of a crazy story. If you don't know, like beyond the the superhero uh actor side of him politician side uh his upbringing was kind of incredible so i'd say check it out okay uh for- i just don't understand for things like that how we don't already know every single thing about that person but as many times as he's probably been interviewed and all that stuff you probably think that you'd know every single thing about him by now uh let's see uh the final choice that did not win was pigs and i put pigs on the list because we were at the zoo on Saturday morning, and uh, it was like 90 degrees. It was really hot, really humid. And here are these effing pigs just running around in the mud, having a great day. Uh, and then there was the one, you know, the one that's just standing there all just not moving. Um, so I thought it might be fun to talk about pigs, but no one gave a shit. So uh, what won? Uh, the Apple VR headset that was announced uh, recently uh, at a hefty price when it does come out, I believe, next year of uh, 35 Hundred dollars, so that's attainable for maybe two percent of the world. So that's good. I feel like that's something along with Meta, whatever Meta is doing. Like they're just gonna force that upon us eventually. Nobody wants it. Nobody wants to do this, but they're just gonna force it on us. It's like a news story that nobody cares about, and they just keep talking about it endlessly until eventually, well, like what did happen with that? They're they're just gonna they're gonna make us do this. But like, is it really that? I mean, I mean, I would never pay over three hundred dollars for one. I have no desire to do that. But that is going to happen whether we like it or not. It's going. They're gonna. They're gonna make it happen. Do you think that that is the future of video games? Will that replace consoles and PC games? I think the future. This is the only thing that I'm looking for. I don't care about virtual reality. I want them to skip straight to the point where they can like transport our consciousness into it, like in Ready Player One. That's what I'm waiting for. Don't give me the half-assed version. Give me the whole thing. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but somebody was telling me that uh, the Skyrim, the Elder Scrolls folks, someone is making a mod to where you can literally talk as the character and the NPCs, the non-playable characters in the game, will react to what you say. Yeah, I think the technology is at a point right now where it's about to get scary for us. Like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be doing these things. <laughs> I think we're at that point. Terminator 2, here we go. Skynet, baby. Uh, anyways, that's it. So, uh, are you ready? Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. Been, you... All right, so it's time. I still think that sounds like a horse. The outlaw candle connoisseur rides again. Candle of the month. Someday we'll have enough of a budget to where we can get like a real soundboard. Absolutely not. But until then, I don't care. Well I don't care if this podcast becomes the biggest podcast in the world <laughs> and we make a billion dollars. There is nothing that is going to change about it. <laughs> We're still going to do sound effects ourselves. <laughs> Mark my words. I mean, how many times do you ask me to do a, a, an impersonation and I'm god awful at impersonations? So, don't care. I know. I know. You don't need to class it up, right? That's what people like. They don't, you know, they they like the realness. 
Stay from the streets. Anyways, here's the candle of the month. Uh, so head over to your, your favorite Target store, wherever that is. And uh, I was actually really impressed uh, uh, with, with this candle. Uh, it's from the beloved line of Target, or from Target Candles. It's a vegan-scented candle for all you veganites out there. That's even a word. Uh, what does that mean? I have no idea. We'll, we'll get to it anyway. Well, let's go ahead. Yeah, I, have, I have no idea why it's what it means that it's vegan. Are people eating the wax? I have no idea. Either way. Uh, so it's red ginger, uh, <laughs> red ginger, ginseng, and citrus. It, That's the name of the candle: red ginger, ginseng, and citrus. Yeah, and it creates a lovely aroma. Uh, you can get it three wick, two wick. They also have it in different. Uh, you know, you can get like uh, like hand gels, soap. But uh, obviously, I went with the candle because you have to. Um, yeah, I think it's fifteen ninety nine. You can get it online. I don't know if you can get it in store. I haven't uh, did not go through the store. Uh, but this this line of candle was recommended to me, uh, the beloved uh, uh, line from Target, and it's uh it's it's awesome. It's proven I've gotten three different kinds, but this is by far my my favorite kind uh, of of candle from from this line that I've had. It's three wick. You know how I love my three wicks, right? Um, don't want a two wick. No two wicks. Fifteen ounces will burn up to forty hours. So. Check it out. Head over to Target.com. What does it smell? Well, what does it smell like? I mean, all three of those aromas mixed into one. There, it's 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 a little different. It's not the traditional. It's not a layered candle. It's kind of all mixed into one, and there are notes of uh, of certain. You know, like you might get a little ginger, might get a little citrus, but they just mix for. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's an aroma that you wouldn't think works. But it whoosh, works. Okay, I have a new challenge for you. Oh boy! So since I don't have a sense of smell, describe the smell of this candle as a sound. Oh my! What would it sound like? Tell, ex- let me experience it as well. Describe it as a sound. So uh, imagine taking a, a a lemon and a lime, cut them in half. You squeeze the juice. You can see the mist coming from the juices. Okay, all Squeezing right. Squeezing it into a bowl. You cut up some ginger. You get that little crack of the ginger, you know, as you're chopping it up. Mince it up. Oh. Well, that's not a mincer, but you get it. I don't even know what that is. Let's just not do that anymore. Mix it. Let's never, let's never do mix that. Mix that in with the, the citrus. Get a little ginseng. Put the little ginseng on top. Mix it up. Mm. Maybe put it in the microwave to kind of get the, the, you know, the juices flowing a little bit. Maybe a little okay. snap, crackle, pop of the, you know, maybe let it go for... So is so what sound is this? Because this just sounds like cooking instructions. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to, trying to make it, you know... Trying to trying to stall and you got lost intuitive. on that one, right? Um, no, I, I don't know. I don't know what sound. I mean, it's probably... Uh... Is it a clean sound? Like a clap? Like a clap is no, like a clean sound? A fresh sound? It's a... Uh, if I had to... Yeah, if I had to describe it as, as, as an actual sound... Think of like maybe like a waterfall. Okay. See now you're like talking. It's gonna, like it, it, it's gonna seem it's refreshing. Over, yeah, it's gonna seem overwhelming, but it's not. It's very refresh, refreshing. And if you if you're quiet enough, if you're still enough, you might just go into a little bit of a of a trance. You might just escape into the netherworld. Might learn something about yourself. You might. Okay, all right. You, I mean, you had a terrible start, but you, you saved it at the end. <laughs> well, I thought, you, yeah, we, uh, we, we came around on it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know how on earth the candle of the month ever became, but apparently people like the segment, so. Yeah, okay, another segment that people seem to enjoy, uh, our top five. So our top five is top five rooms in a house or apartment. What is your number five? Uh, so my number five is a basement Oh, I completely forgot about basement. Basement solid. I consider basement to be all one room. I don't care how many rooms are in there. It's all the basement to me. Yeah, it's all the basement. Nobody ever says, you know, the bedroom in the basement or the bathroom no. in the basement. Say I'm going to the bathroom in the basement or I'm going to lay down in the basement. It's never, you know, individual rooms. It's always just the basement. Right. Right. There's a weird thing. See, now our ba- most basements finished in where you live. No. Uh Mm. And and this is probably common for a lot of areas, but like uh, most of this area is uh, below sea level, 
or the grass is higher than the houses, so the water flows towards the houses, which makes no sense. So a lot, a, problem. a lot of people have water issues, like I did, but uh, not anymore. Thank you, Sump Pump. Okay, good. Good to see we were able to talk about your basement specifically. Um, see, now I'm, I'm from originally from Kansas, and all the basements in Kansas are finished because you have to go down in there when the tornadoes come. So everybody's basement is like a thing. It's like a real – it's like a part of the house, not something underneath the house. But a basement, okay. I can understand number five, basement at number five. I could even put it possibly higher on the list. I didn't. But my number five is a porch slash outside area. I think a porch makes a home. A porch sets a tone for what's going on inside. Got a good porch, can have a good house. Yeah, I I guess I don't necessarily think of a porch as a room, but uh, for the sake of argument, I will I will allow that. That's a good choice. Uh, I'm gonna put it on my honorable mention because um, I I think that I think the the top four are almost interchangeable in terms of rooms. But we'll we'll get to that. Uh, I thought about this a lot, and I completely disagree. Uh, what's your number four? So my number uh, four is the dining room. Okay. Uh, for, for all right, many reasons. I, I One, just... uh, it's you know, it, it's yes, it's a place where where most families eat, but that's that's kind of it. I mean, it's not it's not the most personable room in your house, and you don't spend a lot of time in there. At least me, most people don't. Um, and I, I'm just talking about a standard layout, by the way. I know some people. Their dining room is like their main room, but I'm just let's just say we're just talking about a you know a standard house with a separate room, separate bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, dining room, living room area. So, if we're doing that, my number four would be the dining room. I think the dining room is completely irrelevant. When I was growing up, the dining room was a place you didn't even go into. No one was allowed in the dining room. You ate in the kitchen, and the dining room was a place no one went. I mean, did you have a table in the kitchen? Yeah. Okay. All right. The yeah. kitchen table, if you will. See, and I, I, I don't have a, I have a dining room table. I don't have a kitchen table. I honestly just realized that there's a difference, right? <laughs> yeah. I guess we have a, but see, we anyway. This is a whole thing. We don't need to go into the ins and outs there, Bob Bula. My number four is the bedroom. <laughs> uh. So. So yeah. So my number three is the bedroom. Okay. I don't think you can put it's – it's an essential place. All, the only reason that I put a bedroom even on the list is I think that you just need a place where you can kind of go to be away from whoever else is in the house or to be with whoever else is in the house. But otherwise, you don't need a bedroom at all. Yeah, so be- bedrooms are, are – are, uh, I probably would have put it higher on the list because I feel like a bedroom can be a sanctuary for somebody, like it's their safe place in the house. Um, you know, it's obviously where their bed is, whatever. Uh, or should be where the bed is, but um, I I just I, I couldn't put it above my my number my number one or my number two. Okay, my number three is a laundry area. You gotta have laundry in your house, man. That like I have lived the life where you've got like laundry stuff in the basement of the apartment complex or in an offsite location, and that's one of those things that man, whoa. Laundry is incredibly important in the house. I mean, it is, but if uh, I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think a laundry room is top five. Uh, you know, I, I'd actually probably not even put it in maybe the top seven. You're gonna say laundry is not an important part of the house. I mean, it's important, but if we're if we're going room by room, I mean, it's not it's not a place that I want to spend any time in. Actually, it kind of annoys me to do laundry. I'm gonna do it wrong. Like it's always usually in the basement or like a far back room somewhere that's kind of tucked away. I didn't hear what you said. The microphone thing didn't. didn't no, did it? Did it cut out on everything? Because that's angry. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. So finish it. Okay, say what you say your joke that I didn't hear at all. No, it wasn't a joke. It's just the 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 laundry room is usually in the basement. It's tucked away. It's. If it's on the main floor of your house, it's in the back of the house. Like, it's not a room you want to spend a lot of time in. Laundry itself is kind of a pain. It's like dishes. It's kind of a pain in the ass to do. So, I, you know, no, it's, it's not a room that I, I want to be in. At, at but it's an, important, it's an important room. I'm not saying it's a room you want to be in, but it's an important room. It's essential, right? It's like where your water heater is. You don't want to be in there. But the water heater is important. <laughs> I swear to God, if you have like utility closet as number one, I'm gonna lose my mind. 
I could have had utility closets up there. Shed should also be mentioned. Uh, okay, what's your number two? My number two is the kitchen. So then your number one is? The bathroom. I have that reversed. I think that the bathroom, that the kitchen is more important than the bathroom because you can go outside. You can go outside if you need to. You can go to the bathroom outside. You can shower with a hose outside. That's why, to me, the kitchen is the most important. So I have bathroom at number two and kitchen is number one. So once again, like I said, you could really interchange at least one and two for me, but a kitchen is important. I spend a lot of time there. I like to cook. Uh, you know, it's it's just kind of a relaxation point. And I, I mean, I listen, I don't have a big kitchen, so I'm not trying to make it sound like I have a gigantic kitchen, but it's it's a part of my house that I, it will probably one of my favorite parts. But the bathroom, man, uh, ever since I've been a little, a little wee lad, the bathroom for whatever reason has been like my, my solace place. It's the most awkward thing. I get it. Like it's weird, but like, give me a half an hour in the morning just to, you know, just to, just to be in there and like, it's going to be a good day. What are you doing in the bathroom? Are you just hanging? Like, wait a minute. How much time on your average day do you spend in the bathroom? Every, I mean, every morning I'm in there for at least a half an hour. Doing what? I mean, it depends. I mean, like, I, I mean, I might be. Are you? I mean, yeah, yeah. I might be. I might be on the toilet. I might be in the shower. I might just be sitting there with all the doors shut and the lights off on my phone. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's like I said. I know it's not normal. I know it's kind of weird. But I will say this as a little bit of a defense for me. Is that I think I think everybody, no matter what age you are, has a a spot like that. Whether it's on the couch, whether it's in a room, to where it's like your safe place. It's like your spot to where you think uh, like this is the greatest spot in the house. And for me, that is that is the bathroom. The only reason I'm really going in the bathroom is to do something I don't want other people seeing. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, and you can take that in whatever way yeah. you want to take that. The showering, doing something else, doing something else. I'm going to the bathroom. I, I'm not even referring to that. Like I'm not even I'm not even on that level, to be honest with you. I'm just I just uh I just I don't know. I, I just it's just my place. You just wanna hang out in the bathroom. I don't guess I don't really have a place in a house. Just, just my place. I just kinda go where I want. Okay, what's in your honorable mention? I really there's not that many more rooms in a house, I don't think. We don't have studios. <laughs> I, I mean, there really isn't. I mean, I uh, to be honest, I could probably tell you the things I don't have on my list more than things I have on my list. Like I don't have an addict on my list. Uh no, no one no one would. The it's ridiculous. the laundry room, don't have that. Uh, a sunroom. I do have a sunroom on my uh on my honorable mention, if you have a sunroom, those can be kind of cool unless it's like mine and it's a gigantic pile of shit. Uh, I didn't know if uh, if if you were going to say a garage counted or not because it's not really a room. Um, if it's attached to the house, I feel like it is does count as a room. Well, then then I then I definitely would put it on my honorable mention if if we were doing that. Um, yeah, and then there there's some other rooms, but like normal people don't have these rooms, right? They don't have like a you know conservatory or a drawing room or you know a wine cellar most normal people don't have those so i didn't i didn't bother were were you just thinking of clue when you were saying those <laughs> i do have a beer cellar by the way but it's literally the most jankiest it's it's just like something cut out of my basement to where i just put beer bottles like on rock that's all it is Oh, so it's just like a door to the outside that you're calling a beer cellar. Yeah, it's it's nothing it's nothing special, but it's like my own. If I could fit in there, I would, but I I, I can't even fit my head in there. Hmm. Anyways, what's, okay. What's in your honorable mention? Um, I'm a fan of the family room, right? I think that the family room is one that the only reason I didn't put the family room on the list is because, well, you don't absolutely need it. You can you can get through with anything else. But I like a little gathering space, like a family room. That is important. Um, I do like a utility closet. You're going to need all of that stuff that's in there. <laughs> a shed. I don't know if that technically counts as part of the house, but a shed is a very solid thing to have. And a garage. Garage probably should have replaced porch for me as number five. But garage is important. Garages are very important. And, and so are sheds for many reasons. Can't go wrong with sheds, man. Okay, that's going to go ahead and do it for this episode of Profoundly Pointless. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you get a chance, subscribe, leave us a rating or a review. 
Doesn't have to be a some big thing, just a couple of quick words. It really helps us out. Let us know what you think are the best rooms in the house. I really do think that it comes down to bathroom and kitchen, but kitchen is number one. It just can't be replaced. I mean, a bathroom, you can kind of you know, go to the bathroom anywhere if you really wanted to, but there's only so many places that you can make food. And if you don't want to make food, don't forget about that special offer from HelloFresh. Use that code HelloFresh.com slash Pointless16. Use code Pointless16 at that site I just mentioned for 16 free meals plus free shipping. That's a pretty good deal. I mean, it really is. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.